A good start, a disappointing finish, and a bad result. Leaving the Washington football team on life support. That's all coming up on this latest edition of the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. You are Locked On Washington Football Team. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's good to have you with us right here on LOWFT. I'm Chris Russell flying solo for this immediate analysis episode after the Washington football team drops a Tuesday night football affair to the Philadelphia Eagles in South Philadelphia and puts their season basically on life support. David Harrison should be back with us next week. Uh, we wish him and his family well. Happy holidays to him and to you and to everyone else out there listening, even the Philadelphia Eagles, right? We can't be mean. Uh, we are brought to you uh, by our friends at Stance. This episode, again, brought to you by Stance Apparel. Stance believes that the perfect fit no matter uh, matters more than fitting in. Enjoy the color. And the comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. All right, so we appreciate you being, again, with us. We know it's the holiday week and all of that stuff, and everybody's schedule is a little bit different. We appreciate you making us your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all platforms, but let's get right to it. The Washington football team loses in Philadelphia 27-17. to uh, and drops to, again, 6-8. and eight. The Philadelphia Eagles now at 7-7. Seven and seven. You can forget about, obviously, that seventh and final playoff spot, at least for now. Uh, and with a loss on Sunday night in Dallas, and we'll get there, because believe it or not, it's Dallas week, on a short week, and that was the complication. If you didn't win this game, sure, you got the break and you got guys back. We understand that. But if you didn't win this game, you were 6-8. and eight. And now you're dealing with a short week plus a three-hour road trip on Christmas Day to Dallas for Sunday night football, or at least what is scheduled to be Sunday night football as of right now. So, Dallas is 10-4, and four, Philadelphia is 7-7, seven and seven, Washington is 6-8, and eight, and of course the Giants at 4-10. and ten. The Dallas Cowboys right now are the two-seed in the NFC uh, and with a win against Washington uh, and some other scenarios, uh, but just with a win, uh, they could clinch the NFC East. I think I inadvertently said uh, on our Locked On Now that they had clinched a tie for the NFC East. Uh, technically, uh, that is correct, but because, of course, tiebreakers and all that good stuff, it's not official that they have clinched the NFC East. So, let's get into everything that we saw on Tuesday night. And what we saw was this. We saw a 10 nothing start out of the shoot for the Washington football team, right? And then we saw a 27-17 final score. Now, how did we get to that point? Well, that's where we have to fill in. So, Let's start at the beginning, obviously, where Washington comes out strong. Philadelphia hasn't played in 16 days, the bye week, then the extra time in between. Washington comes out on offense first. 
gets a big first down, 19 yards on a screen to the right-hand side to Antonio Gibson, and you think, hmm, okay. Then a run for no gain, an incomplete pass, short left, seven-yard gain on third and ten, boom, punt. Philadelphia comes out, and you're like, okay, you know, got to hold them here, right, because you don't want to start chasing the game. And on third and one, they throw a little flat pass to the right-hand side to Dallas Goddard, and somehow it goes off his hands, off his leg, off his calf, up into the air, and into the hands of Landon Collins. Now, ultimately, there was some confusion on the play. They ultimately rule correctly that the ball never hits the ground and Landon Collins intercepts it at the Philadelphia 26-yard line. So right away, Washington's in business. And that wouldn't be the last time you'd hear from Landon Collins in terms of turnovers. We'll get there. But then Washington comes out their second offensive series, and they stay committed to the run. Two yards for Gibson. Six yards for Gibson. Five yards for Gibson. Antonio Gibson around the right side for two more yards. Then a short Garrett Gilbert pass for six yards. Down inside the five-yard line for Philadelphia. Third and two from the Philadelphia five. And Gibson gets the first down right up the, uh, well, a little bit off to the right side, I should say. Uh, gets the first down and gets down to the one. And then they have first and goal from the one. And Gibson plunges in over the middle for the first score. So immediately Washington takes the turnover and chases it into points or, or, or turns it into points, I should say. And that was obviously one of the main ways they could win this game. That was one of the main ways they could level the playing field. And then, think about this. It got better from there. It got better from there. Because Philadelphia takes control of the ball. And while they convert a third and six for 19 yards to Goddard, then on the new set of downs... They get sacked by Boomi Routini on first down. Then Jalen Hurts completes one to Devontae Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner. Great job with his feet. It was initially called an incomplete. I thought it was incomplete. Uh, then they reverse it. Uh, correct call. So they get 28 yards there. So you think, ah, you're in trouble. But then, two plays later, Montez Sweat Jalen Hurts, low snap. He's kind of struggling. He's kind of finding his balance. Montez Sweat hits him, causes a fumble, Landon Collins picks it up at the Washington 24. So not only does Philadelphia turn the ball over, but again, they were inside of Washington's 25-yard line. Now, again, not the red zone yet. No guarantee that you're going to get points, but you know, maybe, possibly. And Landon Collins returns it all the way to midfield, actually to the Washington 47, almost midfield. And then on the very first play out of the break, again, sudden change, you think, okay, this is a good time to take a deep shot. That's when a lot of teams like to do it. And Scott Turner calls it, dials it up, gets Garrett Gilbert, Terry McLaurin on a fly route, 46 yards against Darius Big Play Slay. So now you're in business. Now you're up 7 to nothing. Now you're inside the Philadelphia 10-yard line. You are humming. And once again, Turner stays aggressive. You know, for all the people that love to criticize offensive coordinators for run, 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 well, he didn't do that. And they were incomplete. 
Then they ran for three yards, Jared Patterson. Then incomplete back corner of the end zone, uh, and, and maybe Adam Humphreys could have possibly grabbed it, snatched it. It was a tough catch. Third and goal from the four, and they have to kick a 22-yard field goal. But still, Washington is up 10 to nothing. And you're thinking, all right, maybe we let four points go by the wayside there. And they did by not getting the touchdown, by not really putting the Philadelphia Eagles in a bind. But here's the problem. Not only do you lose out on four points there, but you have a 10 nothing lead, now you force two turnovers. But by not getting maybe up 14 nothing, you give Philadelphia more than enough chance to say, hey, you know what? All right, we've stunk. We've got to bat- buckle down. We've got to do what we do. And that's run the football. And that's what they did. Pretty much from that point on. Philadelphia got their offense in gear on pretty much the next drive, which started in the first quarter. And ultimately wound up, even despite some some penalties and a punt, they were able to kind of move the football a little bit, all right? So you reestablish what you're all about. Bad first quarter. Bad first quarter. But then, while their offense is just starting to find itself, Washington's offense starts to struggle, including a third and two non-conversion, a passing complete over the middle with pressure, Gilbert, Unable to hook up with Terry McLaurin. If they would have connected there, maybe we're talking about something different. But Washington then punts back to Philadelphia. And again, this is where it starts to change, officially. Uh, Daniel Wise gets hurt on the first play of that series. Then Hurts dials up Dallas Goddard for 45 yards on the left sideline. Now, on this particular play, Washington has deep coverage. It's Daryl Roberts, and Jeremy Reeves converges over and seemingly grabs the ball and seemingly times it right, but he just misses, or the ball is snatched out of his hands in a hand fight for the ball by Goddard, and he comes away with it for 45 yards, 45 yards. And then Philadelphia runs another couple of plays. Washington kind of buckles down a little bit. They force a third and two stop from inside the five. And Jake Elliott kicks a field goal. So, again, you're still like right there. Now, you're only up 10-3 at this point. But Philly is starting to kind of, again, feel like, okay, the momentum's starting to turn here. We've settled down. We've got the yips out. Don't turn the ball over. Don't kill ourselves. We can start to go to work. And that's what they did. And ultimately, they took over from there. Now, Washington would show some fight. We'll get into that next. And they would show a valiant effort, but come up ultimately empty and lose 27-17 as we kind of go through the game, uh, you know, pretty much section by section here, because I think really that's the only way uh, I know how to do it, and uh, without David to kind of go back and forth with, and we don't have any voicemails uh, that were sent in after the game. All right, 27 to 17, the final score. Philadelphia wins. Washington drops to six and eight at Dallas on Sunday night football. 
It's going to be a long, short week for the Washington football team. There's no doubt about that. Philadelphia remains home for the hapless New York Giants, but Washington, again, on the road. Hey, football fans, you know what's coming up in early February, right? Oh, yeah. That's the big one. The Super Bowl. Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles is less than 100 days away and on location. The official hospitality partner of the NFL is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star L.A. hotels, and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56, SB56. Or, again, search Super Bowl on location. Thanks for making the Locked On Washington football team podcast your first listen each and every day. I'm Chris Russell flying solo. If you want to hit me up on Twitter, it's at Russellmania621, at LockedWFTPod. David Harrison is out this week uh, for the holidays, uh, and uh, it is good to have you with us. If you want to hit us up also on the voicemail line, you know how to do uh, that as well. We'll get you the number uh, and all of that good stuff coming up later in the program. All right, let's continue our immediate analysis uh, with you. After the Washington football team disappointingly drops a 27-17 to game to the Philadelphia Eagles in South Philadelphia on Sunday night. So we're right where this game starts to change, right? We mentioned Philadelphia short field goal. Down 10-3. They're starting to feel a little bit. They just ripped off an eight-play, 75-yard drive, right? They didn't punch it in, so that's a little bit of a problem. But Washington now has to kind of sustain some sort of offense, right? They've lived off the turnover so far, and unfortunately, they really can't. They get a third and one, a third and one, and Antonio Gibson gets blown up for a one-yard loss, and that forces a punt, right? If you convert there, obviously a different situation. Now, Antonio Gibson is banged up with his toe at this point, right? He's in and out. Uh, he's on the sideline. He's in the trainer's tent. Um, who knows how much it affected him? I mean, Ron Rivera thought it had an effect. I, I mean, clearly, I'm sure it did. Remember what happened in Pittsburgh last year when they upset the previously undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers on that weirdo Monday afternoon game? Antonio Gibson got hurt very early, I think three or four plays into that game. And he missed the next week, and he was never really the same after that. So this is now something that is two years in a row in two weirdo spot games. Uh, how ironic that is. I don't know if anybody cares about that, but I, I was the first kind of thing I thought of. Please play these games at 1 o'clock on a Sunday. Uh, maybe Antonio Gibson can stay healthy, but it certainly had an effect. Uh, to some degree. So they don't get the third down there. And again, they punt. And this is where, this is where, again, the game kind of starts to go, oh, now we have a game. Right? And, and, and I mean, maybe that's simple to say, but when you don't convert that third and one, and then you've got to punt it away, and Philadelphia's already got a little bit of juice going, they get the offense going, they get gains of 5, 8, 17 to Jalen Rager. Uh, that was beating Landon Collins in coverage, who was late rotating over. Uh, I thought Landon Collins kind of got really confused on that. It was kind of like a high-low cross. Uh, 
Then Philadelphia rips off a nine-yard run. Another big passing play to Goddard, but only 21 this time. But this is where William Jackson the third gets hurt, and he doesn't return. So 3.45 left to go in the second quarter, and we don't see WJ3 anymore. Combined with Kendall Fuller and Cameron Curl, now you're missing three-fourths of your starting secondary. And Landon Collins is also banged up at this point. So really, I mean, if you want to make an argument, you're missing your starting entire base secondary from the start of the year and from good parts of the year, right? I know Landon Collins is playing this weird hybrid position, uh, but no Cameron Curl, no Kendall Fuller. William Jackson III knocked out of the game. Uh, at that point, we would find out officially at the start of the second half. Uh, and again, Landon Collins is now banged up. In addition to not having James Smith-Williams, in addition to not having Tim Settle on the defensive line, even though they cleared COVID and off the COVID list, they were not active for the game uh, for whatever reason. So, again, WJ3 goes out with just under four minutes left to go in the uh, second quarter. And Philadelphia has the ball, and again, they pick up you know, chunky little uh, yards, four yards, four yards, a gain of 10, all Miles Sanders, right? So now that takes us to the two-minute warning. And you're inside the five-yard line. Then Collins gets banged up. This is where Collins got banged up. My bad. I thought it was uh, right around the time William Jack. I mean, it was, but it was like three plays later. Landon Collins now banged up. And on the very next play, after he gets hurt, Hertz pushes the pile up the middle and gets a one-yard touchdown. Listen, everybody knew Jalen Hurts was going to run the ball in the red zone, right? I mean, everyone knew. But when you get it, when you allow him to get to the one, it's a lot easier to push the pile. He's 220 pounds. Tough, right? He can move the pile. And that Philadelphia offensive line, while banged up at the guards, they're real good at center, left tackle, and right tackle. They have some big boys. Jordan Maialata, Kelsey. Uh, and also Lane Johnson. So, you know, what they're missing at the guards, they're not missing on the left tackle, center, and right tackle spots. So Philly gets the touchdown, which ties it up. 11-play, 77-yard drive, just under five minutes, and it's 10-10. And again, you're thinking, well, Washington has an opportunity here with about a minute and a half left to get some points, right? So they kick off. DeAndre Carter returns at 47 yards, and you think, all right, they're in business. But a penalty. Nate Orchard. Newly re-signed, offensive holding on the return. It's enforced at the Washington 40. So instead of having the ball at the Washington 48, Washington starts out at the 30. A couple of plays later, Garrett Gilbert gets sacked after Washington uses its final timeout. So now you're taking away starting position at the Washington 48 down to the Washington 30. Then you get sacked with no timeouts left. It's a disaster. The first half is over. They lose out potentially on three points. So now you're with me. That's a potential seven points that they've lost out. Remember, they lose this game 27 to 17. All right. So just continuing to go through this one now. Okay. Philadelphia comes out. Start of the third quarter. Again, they've got all the momentum. Miles Sanders rips off eight. Jalen Hurts rips off eight. Miles Sanders gets Landon Collins blocked on the left edge of the offense. Uh, just completely obliterated. Uh, not anything dirty or whatever. Just a huge hole and rips off 38 yards. So eight, eight, 38. Boom. Next play, 20 yards to Goddard 
on a short pass to the right flat from Jalen Hurts. And all of a sudden, you're down at the one-yard line. And once again, Jalen Hurts pushes the pile and runs it in for a second rushing touchdown. Now, on this one, Jonathan Allen got absolutely jacked up. If you watch it from the behind-the-end-zone view, oh, man, did he get lit up. Washington gets a little bit of a break. Right now, they're totally reeling. They think they throw an interception, but ultimately, Rodney McLeod can't make the catch. I mean, it should have been intercepted, quite honestly. Washington gets a break. So you think, all right, now you got to make them pay for it. They don't. A couple of plays later, they miss out on a third and 11, and boom, they've got a punt again, right? So now the game kind of settles down a little bit. Philadelphia's up 17-10. to 10. Then you get this situation where Washington is not doing anything offensively at all and really hasn't since the end of the first quarter. And now we're in the latter part of the third quarter, and Nick Sirianni is faced with a situation. Fourth and six, they kick a 37-yard field goal, but there's a penalty on Jonathan Allen. You take the points off the board, and it would have been fourth and one, at the Washington 14, now you're up 10 with the points. And Sirianni decides to keep the field goal, which I think is the right thing to do because Washington's offense is not doing anything. You're up 10. Why risk it, right? I mean, sure, you're ripping off chunks of yardage. I get it. But there's no guarantee that they're you're going to make it. No matter what analytic, no matter what person is going to tell you Sirianni should have gone for it, the safe, right, smart, common sense thing was to go and keep the field goal and bypass risk and put yourself up 10. Now, ultimately, it kind of came back a little bit to haunt them because even though you're up 10 and Washington's offense is kind of dangling, Washington does wake up and they go on. A touchdown drive. I mean, bing, bang, boom. They get a controversial penalty on a defensive pass interference on Avante Maddox. I didn't think it was that controversial of a call. Uh, but again, Gilbert going up top. I like the fact that they had no problem stretching the field here uh, in this game. Then ultimately, um, there's a controversial call on Sadiq Charles. That wipes out a really nice trick play. DeAndre Carter's kind of involved in double reverse uh, and rips off 30 yards and would have got Washington inside the 10-yard line, but they call back Sadiq Charles on an illegal blindside block. It was a really, 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 really soft call. Really soft call. And I thought it was going to stall that drive. But then on the next play, or two plays later, uh, actually, yeah, uh, three plays later, Gilbert gets uh, a 12-yard gain to Ricky Seals-Jones and then a 29-yard Little toss play to John Bates over the middle of the football field in third and one from the Philadelphia 30, and all of a sudden Washington's down at the one. And boom, they punch it in. Next play, Jared Patterson, and here we go. Six, 69-yard drive, uh, three minutes and 34 seconds, and the game's changed, 20-17. to 17. So now Sirianni's like, maybe I should have gone for it. But if he would have gone for it and not kept, now the game's tied. Now he's still got a three-point lead. So again, there's three points more. Remember the four points potentially lost after the second turnover, the three points potentially lost at the end of the first half, the three points gained by Sirianni being smart, in my opinion, here, 
right, so all these points now in an ultimate 10-point game, and at this point now, a 20-17 to 17 game, all of these points lost and gained factor in. And ultimately, Washington then thinks they've got a chance, and they do. But then the defense falls apart again. And that's where we'll kind of finish this up and kind of wrap up this immediate analysis episode next, right here on LOWFT. Uh, a little bit of a different format uh, uh, on this particular issue, uh, episode, I should say, uh, as we kind of go through this and all the machinations for why Washington lost 27-17. to 17. All right, guys. Built Bar is where you need to be this holiday season, right? Still, go out there and get yourself some wonderful treats. I'm sure my friends at Built Bar uh, are going to be able to help you. Built.com, they are built to last, and they are built to get you your product as quickly as possible. Uh, might be a little bit late for a stocking stuffer, depending on when you get that order in, but here's what you're going to do. You're going to say, I owe you, and I owe you something awesome. If you like, like, marshmallowy kind of treats around the holidays with the chocolate and the gooey marshmallow, you need to get your hands on some Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, marshmallowy, through and through. I've had them. They are delish. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate. Uh, they taste so good, you won't believe they're filled with the protein and non-sugar. How about that? Uh, if you want uh, a little something warm for a treat, you like hot cocoa. How about this? Take a Built Bar and dip your Built Bar into maybe some sugar-free hot cocoa or some low-sugar hot cocoa, what have you, and now you're going to get a melty, awesome treat. Here's what I want you to do. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, wrapping up this immediate analysis episode of the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. So Philadelphia right here is up 20, uh, 20 to 17, and you think, well, Washington's got a chance, right? Uh, the problem is, is that nobody told that to Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia, who immediately take the ball and go right down the field. They gain three yards, nine yards, then an injury, but a play to the tight end, seven yards. Uh, that kind of, you know, th- that's early in the fourth quarter, then four yards, then an incomplete, then another four yards, and the two big plays, third and six from the Philadelphia 47, a little uh, screen to the right, a little tunnel screen, maybe Lane Johnson illegally downfield. I'm going to have to kind of watch that over again. But they gained 34 yards to Jalen Rager on third and six. Good blocking, nobody there, nobody there in space. And on the very next play, Jalen Hurts makes probably his best throw of the game to Greg Ward, back shoulder, spot only he can, great catch, snatches it out uh, from around Jeremy Reeves, who kind of struggled in coverage here, as we told you about a little bit earlier. There were a couple of other plays where he kind of struggled in coverage, but I mean that's why he's been on the practice squad. An eight-play, 80-yard drive, three minutes and 58 seconds, boom. And, and it seemed like, okay... Washington punched back, now Philadelphia de- delivered a big old counterpunch, and it was almost like easy. And now you're down 10. Now you're down 10 with less than eight minutes to go. 
And Washington, once again, drove the field. A couple of big passes. Two on third down. One on third and five to Adam Humphreys for six. One to Adam Humphreys for ten on third and ten. Plus a seed to Cam Sims for 13 on second and nine. Garrett Gilbert was moving. And you think, well, maybe this Washington offense got a little something-something to answer back here. Then the pressure comes from Philadelphia, and they weren't able to handle it. A bad throw to DeAndre Carter. Darius Slay almost intercepts it. He steps right around it. That brings up third and seven. Gilbert, again, under pressure, flushed out. Kind of Javon Hargrave is kind of like dangling onto his leg as he kind of rolls to his right uh, and uh, just barely gets it off to Dax Milne, but it's a two-yard loss. Now, you know, maybe it would have been worse, but whatever. Now it's fourth and nine, and Hargrave and Fletcher Cox just blow up the middle uh, and force a fumble sack. And even though it's recovered by Washington, Philadelphia gets a turnover on downs. That's with 2.43 left, up 10, and the game was pretty much over from there. So Washington loses 27-17. to They head to Dallas next. Uh, listen, We'll have more analysis throughout the week. We'll have a crossover Thursday edition with Marcus Mosier of Locked on Cowboys. Uh, we will talk about the season on the brink, season on life support for the Washington football team, all the COVID situations. Again, no Taylor Heineke, no Kyle Allen. Who knows what their statuses are moving forward. We presume that one or both will be back for Sunday night football. Garrett Gilbert certainly acquitted himself fairly well, uh, but just not enough ultimately in the end. Washington loses 27 to 17 to drop to 6 and 8. If you want to hop in on the voicemail, it's 301-615-3577. That's 301-615-3577. Thank you for making the Locked on Washington football team podcast your first listen of the day. Now make your second listen, the Locked on Best podcast with your boy Q, an expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Again, we are free and available on all platforms. David will return uh, hopefully next week. Uh, I'm Chris Russell, co-host of the Russell and Medhurst Show on the Team 980 in Washington, D.C. and the Odyssey app worldwide. Back with more content throughout the week. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. The Washington football team again drops to 6-8, and eight, losing 27-17 to 17 in Philadelphia to the Eagles. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Washington football team podcast.